Hello, it's Carlos here, and we are live on Facebook from the Happy Startup School Clubhouse. This is a quiet one today. Uh, it's lovely weather today, nice and grey. But yeah, um, I thought I'd give you a tour of where we are. This is the studio up here at the, on the eighth floor of New England House in the centre of Brighton. Um, not the best view. <laughs> But on a clear sunny day, you can see the South Downs. But anyway, uh, I'm going to take you over to. Da, 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 look, there's Max and Fiona. Say hi, Max and Fiona. Hi, Max and Fiona. <laughs> Hello. And there's Marcus in the back. And we have Ruler coming on. Hello, Ruler. Excellent. So I'm going to take you into. What's this room called again? Oh, yeah, it's called the Zen Room. Thanks, Max. <laughs> we are into the Zen Room. And we're going to see. Hey, Lawrence. Hello. Okay, so let's set you down over here. I think you're going to have to move your laptop. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Up there. Cool. Excellent. Oh, I'm all the way down here. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've been busy preparing what's going to happen today on this Facebook Live. Yeah, so today we wanted to just do a little uh, teaser for a webinar we're doing next week. We're doing an hour-long class, uh, the first in a series of monthly classes we're going to offer. Um, and, well, I think we wanted to start today just with talking about procrastination. And people um, we meet, a lot of people we meet starting out, really struggle with starting. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the blocks we see budding entrepreneurs make and some ways to overcome them. Um, so, yeah, do you want to share a bit more about you know, the things that we tend to see people struggling with. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's, there's, a lot, there's lots of reasons why you don't start, but there seems to be a pattern on um, taking that first step. So we, we've got three things here. Um, the first thing that, that seems to be the, the killer is like fear of failure, fear of, um, oh no, is this going to work or not? Yeah. Uh, and that's, that, I think that's, and that's quite normal for most people. Um, and that's because we find they're tying the idea to themselves. And so whether another idea is going to work or not is going to say something about whether they work or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm guilty of it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm really... Sh that's a bit... Um, it's hard not to, to, to feel like, oh, I've put an idea out there, it doesn't work, and to feel like, oh, okay, it's all my fault. Yeah, I've been judged. Yeah, I've been judged, and that's a, that's a cross against me in terms of how good I am as a person. Uh, and usually that's just in your head. <laughs> and no one else cares. No one else is like saying, oh, you're stupid, you didn't do that right. It's actually, most people say, shit, they did something. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't do anything. But I think it's also that thing of people building up their idea into a... Um, a big business, or it's, a, it's an organisation, or it's a game-changing, you know, movement. Yeah. Um, trying to get away from that um, thing of it's either going to succeed or it's going to fail. That binary idea to actually, it's just a thing, and just start start small. So I think the I suppose the um, uh, simple thing to take away is just taking a big vision, but actually breaking it down into something really, really small, a simple first step that you can do, something you can launch today or tomorrow, and. Launch can mean something really simple, or it could mean um, going for a coffee with someone to actually find out do they care about what I'm trying to do, like you said, rather than um, wait uh, six months and then find out it's not going to work, find out today, you know, rather than waiting too long. Yeah, the longer it stays in your head, that idea, the more it starts to develop, and then you start having this conversation with yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I don't 
that's a good idea. And, and then you start building on these expectations of it has to be good when it comes out. Right? Yeah. And, you've had, and you've already plotted what it's going to look like and how, what success looks like. Um, but yeah, like you said, as soon as it's there, and, then, and, and, and you're very good at this now, it's like as soon as you've got an idea, you just put it out there and then see what happens. Um, and if, if it catches, it catches. If it doesn't take, well, that's, you know, you don't have to waste time on it anymore. <laughs> So there's a great book called The Mom Test, and um, in that book, Rob Fitzpatrick says, bad news gets worse the, long, the longer you leave it. Um, and actually trying to find someone other than your mum to care is, is the hard part. So try not just to speak to friends and family when you've got an idea, because either they'll, they'll think you're mad by trying to start something, or they'll just say it's great, and there's no real positive or you know, constructive feedback. What you really want to find is, do people understand it? Do I understand it by talking about it? And what we've found is... Um, by trying to tell your story, to trying to explain what, what this idea is, even just to one person, you get clearer yourself by trying to you know, articulate those words. And that kind of there's there's like a side thing there as well. Is people are scared that other people are going to steal your idea? Mm. No, <laughs> because they first got to understand what you're talking about, yeah. and B they got to give a shit about doing it themselves. And, and everyone's got their own lives to lead and <clears throat> missions they're on. Yeah. So most of the time. Um, one of the things on our homeschool, a classic thing, is we try and get people to post uh, a blog post from Medium about their idea, and that's one of the final lessons. And a lot of people have a trouble with that. And the biggest problem is, is they're scared that people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. And then they post it, and they're pissed off that no one's seen it, <laughs> because there's no one out there. It's yeah. like, it's like it, it actually takes a lot of effort to get people to care about an idea. Yeah. I think it's that fear of being judged. It's the fear of... Um even just posting something on online, you know, out of your normal sort of friend bubble, social media bubble, can feel scary. But like you said, then it's like, oh, okay, marketing is actually really hard, and actually getting people to care is really hard. Um, and then it becomes, why is no one liking my post? Why is no one reading my post? What, you know, what, what's going on? Yeah. Oh my God, that's the curse of social media. If you don't have a like, you're like, oh no. <laughs> exactly. Um, so one of the other things we see a lot is people just don't know where to start. So I think it's partly. Um, well, that inertia comes about from you know scared, being scared about what they're trying to do, but also the um, just not having a process to un- break that idea down into more detail. Yeah, uh, it, it's in, uh, so it kind of ties to that having that idea in your head and you're building it up and you're building it up, and that's a big thing. And there's so many things you need to do to make it work. You've got to get the design. You've got to find a tech co-founder. You've got to build the website. You've got to have your marketing plan. Oh. Mm. Um, also, just a quick aside. If you have any thoughts about what's stopping you from getting started, please post them as a comment uh, while we're talking. Uh, we will pick up on it and we will be listening because you know, we're as interested in what you think as well. Yeah. This is this is just our point of view. There's, there's no major right answer to these things. No, exactly. It's a very personal thing. <coughs> um, who's that? Gustavo! Hello! <laughs> Miss <Hey>. you too! <laughs> Cool, excellent. That's the, that's that's what we want. More comments. Yeah. Um, but yes, what were we talking about? We were talking about big thing. Yeah, building it up. So you, uh, having a kind of a vision of something that you wanted some kind of big change. That's, there's no ro- nothing wrong with that. But if it stops you from moving forward because it just feels like there's too much energy you need to spend to actually get started. Yeah then that's when it becomes a danger. Yeah, and I think um, one thing we've seen just from doing simple workshops or doing the stuff we do online is just asking the right questions gets people to break their idea down into some simple simple steps. And um, so next week in the webinar, I'll be covering this eight steps as part of our Happy Start Canvas, which is a, a framework we've developed to help people to work through an early stage idea. And we've just found that peace of mind that comes from having those you know, steps to follow 
sort of gets out of that uh, noise in your head to a bit more clarity. And I think that's the one thing that we've seen from all the stuff we do. Clarity is the one thing that people really struggle with, but actually is a lot easier once you start sharing. And, and yeah, and again, relates to that. It's, it's in your head and it's just this sea of thoughts and potential and also emotion about it. And, and you find it really hard to break it down. There's a classic thing when you talk to someone who's, who's at the early stage of, of thinking about doing a startup, it, the way they explain it is just like a stream of consciousness. Yeah. There's no story behind it, there's no structure. And you're like, they're going, I have no idea where to start with this. It's like, it sounds really, they're passionate, but it's hard for a, an audience to like think, okay, <laughs> I see where you're going. Yeah, and I'd like Sophie's point as well, talking about it's okay to make mistakes. So I think we need, a better, we need a better word than failure uh, in the startup world because, you know, you have many failures every day and they're not failures, they're just learning. So I think understanding that learning is part of the journey and it's actually the most important thing at the beginning, getting away from building something to actually embracing learning and, and understanding what you know today that you didn't know tomorrow and that's progress, and not necessarily having something tangible but actually knowledge which you can then apply to what you're trying to do. It's, it's an adventure, I think. There's no, um, unless you're opening a McDonald's, mm -hmm. uh, there's no silver bullet in terms of starting a business, everyone's winging it. Yeah. Everyone's got their own way of doing it. Another thing is like, what is happening right now has never happened before. So all the it's different, <laughs> it's, it's deep. But all the different influences, everything that's going on. So someone could give you a playbook for starting a startup, but all sorts of things could go wrong. And so you've got to accept things that go wrong. It's not a problem. That's Sophie's favorite word, playbook, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, you love playbook, don't you, Sophie? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, life is a roller coaster. You just got to ride it, as yeah. uh, Ronan Keating once said. <laughs> <coughs> um, so one of the other things we see a lot is people almost either having too many ideas and not knowing which one to focus on, or not having any ideas and worrying about that, you know, lack of clarity of what their life or business purpose is. They're not Steve Jobs. They're they not don't Steve have Jobs. A vision. Yeah. So I think that's one thing to um, that we're conscious of too is how to either find great ideas or to work through the ideas you do do, do have to, to actually understand which one do I want to focus on fully. Um, so one place that we found is a good starting point is finding something that really winds you up, something that really frustrates you, makes you angry. That's a great way to start a business because it's got that fuel that's going to get you excited, get you passionate, get you up in the morning to actually do this thing. You're scratching your own itch as well. It's yeah. something you, you know, it's something you're, you're struggling with. That's always a good start. A lot of good businesses have started that way. Yeah, and I think that's how we started the Happy Startup School was it was born out of frustration more than anything else. You know, we were running an agency at the time. We were, um, you know, happy enough in our, in our jobs with the business, but it was only really when we started to um, see a lot of people come to us who had, you know, world-changing ideas, but actually very little foundation to build that upon. And so they, they were really chasing, chasing money, chasing, you know, the, the vision for their life, not anything Kudos, beyond that. Looking good. That's the other thing. They're chasing the fame. Yeah. Too much time. So we wanted to help people who wanted to start businesses for the right reasons and that was our frustration was how do we get more people like that and, and help them and then we didn't really have a business idea, we didn't even know how it was going to turn into a business but it was just something we cared about. Yeah, I think um, when, even when before the Happy Startup School started, when we were running the agency, there was no massive vision of this is going to scale the business in this way, it's going to be this big thing that we were, you know, we're going to we're going to conquer the world as a business. It's like we just enjoyed the work. We enjoyed what it meant in terms of what we got out of it personally, and we had a we had a vision of how we want to work together. Uh, and I think having that uh, sort of that clarity of why you're working at that time 
helps you make decisions in terms of pushing forward and knowing what's next. And then you get to a stage, and this is the other thing, is like, your ideas change, they mm -hmm. evolve over time. Just because it's good now doesn't mean it's planned out for the rest of you know, eternity and, and we know well, that's why we transitioned from happy startups for them. Yeah. So the business we had before didn't serve what we wanted to do next. We had a lunch yesterday here, we had a, well, the topic was around storytelling and, and, um, and that, and a lot of people were talking about how to get their story right, how to get it out in the world. Um, but I don't think enough of them really placed value on sharing their story while they were exploring the journey and I think that's one thing that's helped us build our community is actually sharing the journey with our you know audience not we've got it nailed we've got it worked out we're gonna you know release it to the world so I think being comfortable being a bit vulnerable sharing your story as you go along is really important um, which is a nice oh interesting Gustavo's got an interesting point here about asking advice ah. <laughs> so that's an interesting point in terms of sometimes if you ask too many people what mm. they think you'll get lots of conflicting opinions and also it, it starts making you feel a bit bad. Yeah. That's what I think I get from that. Um, if, yeah, but just because someone says your idea isn't good enough, then you, you, don't, you might not do it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also finding the right people to listen to. And that's one thing people don't really place enough emphasis on is um, what, who the feedback's coming from. You know, it's not, is this a good idea? And that's the worst question to ask is like, do I find someone who's problem I'm solving? You know, do they care about this? Because they're the, it doesn't matter if someone thinks your idea is good, it's your customer. They're the ones who will judge whether this succeeds or not. So when we first started out with Happy Startup School, we thought it, we, we didn't even think, oh, it's a great idea. We just thought this needs to come out in the world. This is a need we have to launch this thing. It's an urge to, to create this. And then it was then finally, okay, which other people feel like this, you know, feel frustrated like this? And then we had calls, met other people for coffee, whatever it was, people who were in this, this sort of area, space of purposeful business. And so we then found allies around the world who were doing similar things. And then that gave us confidence that actually, yeah, this is a good idea, but it's also something that the world needs. And that, that then gave us fuel to then find more people like that. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it was broad enough as an idea that you, we could tackle in so many different ways. Yeah. And that's the challenge. That's, you know, we're still going through that challenge at the moment. There's so many ways we can actually tackle this problem of how can you make a a business that's more purpose-driven? How can you create a life that feels a bit more meaningful at the same time as, as making a sustainable living out of it? Mm -hmm. We have homeschool, we have events, we have meetups, we have this clubhouse. It, it's, there's, there's so many opportunities, but if you don't get started, you never yeah. find them. And it's like Gustavo is on the call, he um, did a great workshop at Summer Camp about synchronicity and how, you know, to be honest, there's no such thing as coincidence when you put something out there, you know, the amount of people who bump into each other in our community around the world just seems, you know, seems ridiculous. So, um, but now we just expect it because it, it just seems to be something that happened. So, um, but yeah, unless you put something out there that you care about, people aren't going to care about what you're trying to do. And it isn't out of reach. It isn't like we were like super business people when we started. <coughs> it, it's scary still. Uh, it was scary at the beginning in the sense of like stepping out and, and doing something that wasn't a business that we'd done before. Mm -hmm. Um, but we took small steps. We, we were running an agency beforehand, so we were able to have a side hustle in a sense. So, make put basically putting all of your eggs in one basket, thinking this idea has to launch. I have to quit my job and I have to do everything right now. And if it fails, I failed, and I have to go and remortgage my house. It doesn't have to work that way anymore. No. And you don't have to be Steve Jobs to do it either. And you can do it your own way. And this is the feeling. I think this is what we're trying to get across. It's like anyone can start an idea. Mm -hmm. And, and you've got to be open to whether it's, it's going to be successful or not. But if it feels good, just try it out and don't risk your house for it. 
And we had loads of terrible ideas before we launched the Happy Startups. Oh, um, amazingly terrible from, ideas. From, um, you know... Jumbler, that is Jumbler. now Spock. Yeah, I'm sure that, that was quite a good idea, which didn't actually build, which was a... We could have printed there. A, a mobile marketplace for, essentially, jumble, you know, what do you call it, um, second-hand goods. Yes, yeah, um, exactly. Basically, for... Uh, and the, Well, that's an, an example of... It was a problem we had. We had young kids who'd grown out of the stuff, and we mm. wanted to get rid of the stuff. Attic was full. How could we do that? eBay was a pain in the ass. Gumtree was a pain in the ass. How can you do that simply with a mobile phone app? And someone made it. Mm-hmm. But we didn't care enough about it. We didn't care enough about it. We didn't have the time, you know. And I think that's the difference between doing something that's an opportunity that you think, oh, that that looks fun, or that looks um, like there's a market need for it. Yeah. Um, but then, unless you make the time for it, and I think with the Happy Startup School, we made time for it, and it just had to happen. So I think, but only by experimenting did we sort of find that out. And also, we did loads of events before we started Happy Startup School. We ran design events in London, started to build a community through that. So, you know, only by doing that did we develop our, you know, chops in building and creating events. And then, so that was our apprenticeship there, really. It doesn't happen overnight. And no. I think a lot of the stories that you see about startups, you only see that end point when they, they got the, you know, the massive investment or yeah. they started making loads of money. Five-year overnight success. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's why, while it's hard, it doesn't have to be. Um, it still can be enjoyable if it's something you, you believe in and you love, yeah. and you surround yourself with people like-minded people. Yeah. And that's why we've got the community, and that's why we're trying to build homeschool in the way it's done, where you are surrounded by other people. So, just wanted to wrap up and just sum up some of the points we, we discussed. Really, um, so I think one of the things, like we said at the beginning, is fear of failure. People, people build up these ideas into something really sort of monumental and actually starting small is the easiest way you can do that and actually not building the thing that you think you need to build you know the amount of people who come to our sessions or our courses and, and say oh um, I'm going to share it when I've launched the website I'm going to share it you know when I get funding or when I get my co-founder and actually there's always a simple first step you can do without money without a co-founder and people don't really think about that and it could be as simple as launching a meetup group which we did or it could be launching launching a Facebook page or like you said, finding one person who cares, your first true fan, go for coffee with them. That could be the best two pounds you spend all year. Um, and the other thing I was going to say was, um, so having a process, so not just thinking about your ideas, so using our canvas or any other tool that's going to help you document your ideas on one page, not a business plan. So don't write a business plan. That's the biggest waste of time you'll ever have at the start. And if you have written one, congratulations, you're a fiction writer. Um, and I think the other thing I was going to say was just really trying to find something that really annoys you. And, and that sounds like a funny thing to say coming from a happy startup school, but um, you know that passion that you need to start something and see it through for the next few years is something that's gonna be driven by some, some need you know, for you, not just for the, for the market. So finding something that you wanna fix, like Carlos said, that something you wanna scratch, you know, an itch you wanna scratch, that's the best way to start a business because hopefully there's other people who have that problem too. Awesome. Uh, Andy's got a great question about how to start your own and the partner. I think what we want to do is we want to tackle these questions like these on, on other Facebook uh, yeah. Facebook lives. We'll be doing these uh, at least over the next few days at this time at half 12 for about 10-15 minutes. We'll be tackling questions and giving our perspective but most importantly like we want to get your perspective as well and find out uh, what questions are important to you uh, and sharing that. Um, we're, we're, we're not here to give you the answers but we're hopefully here to get enough people around here who, who have the answers. Exactly. But I think the key thing is try not to put these blocks in place because um, I saw a great line yesterday which is what, what you put off today you'll put off tomorrow. So start today and just get started and then you'll see that you know, people will warm around you.
Oh shit. Um, so yeah, quickly, the webinar next week. Um, we're going to post the link onto the um, comments. Um, it's going to be an hour. It's on Wednesday. When, uh, no, yes, Wednesday 8th. No, it's Thursday. Thursday, Thursday 15th. Thursday 8 o'clock. Uh, Sorry. Let's start again. Let's start again. <laughs> okay, we'll post it and then you can see it yourself. The link will be in the comments. Please ask any more questions if you, watch, if you haven't watched this live. Uh, and we'll be talking about the eight steps to build a happy startup. And yeah. We'll be breaking it down. What this big, you know, whatever idea you have, um, however far you are along the journey, this is a great way to break it down to make it more easy to communicate and get clear in your head. Brilliant. See you later, guys. Take care. Bye bye.